Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Latest from Leeds Student Radio News. I'm Tom. And I'm Izzy. And what are we here today to talk about? So today, if people have been confused about why there have been queues outside petrol stations and people have been talking about energy and CO2 and having no idea what's going on, we are going to break down the fuel shortage, the energy shortage, the HGV driver shortage, work out what is going on and how it's going to affect students. That's a lot of shortages. It's a whole lot of shortages. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been quite a worrying time for a lot of people though, seriously, because people's energy bills are just rocketing. Yeah, it's going to go up and people are going to notice it at the end of the month. Yeah, but we're here to prepare for that and to... tell you what you can do if anything yeah so we've got gary graham who is a professor here at the uni uh, specializing in supply chain logistics so he's gonna just explain what is happening why it's happening and what we can do about it really yep and thank you very much to gary for giving his time and coming on because he had some really interesting stats and some quite worrying stuff to say about christmas i have to say yeah yeah it's not looking the best for christmas but hopefully after that it's going to be looking better but thank you so much gary for coming on it was so interesting to talk to you uh and makes you feel a lot i feel like when you know what's going on you can prepare for it yeah exactly we are here to prepare you do not worry and listen to gary my name is dr gary graham i'm an associate professor in operations and supply chain management based at Leeds University Business School. Perfect, thank you. Mm. Uh, so obviously we have you on today because we have the massive supply chain issues which are, well they're various things really aren't they? There's the petrol, the gas and the kind of energy bills crisis and then the HGV shortages. Um, is there a one single cause of these? What is it that people are uh, quest- what, the, what, what do people think is causing this? I think I think you're right. It's a supply chain crisis. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good a good time if you are uh, learning or you're involved with supply chain management. I, sh- I should imagine. Yeah, <laughs> must <laughs> be busy student, for you. Student, yeah, a busy yeah, time. <laughs> the students, the ideal, isn't it? Really, you yeah. know, they've got lots of contemporary issues. Yeah, um, I think it's a number of. It's like a perfect storm. A lot of different factors. So like come together to to bring about these different crises, like you've mentioned. So, for instance, uh, without making it too political, Brexit obviously led to uh, the shortage of lorry drivers. And with, with logistics systems, often what people have studied over the years has never been in much to do with humans. You know, they've studied like technologies or they've studied uh, analytics or distribution patterns. But the human element is very important, and obviously. If you don't have lorry drivers, you can have the most sophisticated algorithms and analytics and planning devices, but you need people to, to take the stock around the country yeah. and bring the stock into yeah. the country. So that was really caused by a lot of lorry drivers um, leaving the UK through Brexit, and we just haven't replaced them quick enough. Yeah. Was and this something that people saw coming? Was it something that we were warned about, that the government could have maybe planned for, or was it sort of something that nobody really expected to be an issue? I think, again, it's a kind of combination of the of the number of them. My own feeling is that people kind of undervalued what uh, immigration brought to the UK and the value of it, and got too politicised it, and really a lot of people, it's not just lorry drivers, but if you think about catering, the hospitality sector, there's all sectors where we've really relied on immigration for a long time now you know and it was kind of like looked over really i think yeah and we suffer we are suffering for it now and for instance you know why would you want to come back to the uk and 
work on a three month visa. Yeah, so yeah, the government has offered is it five thousand three months visas to try and get us through this crisis? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's you didn't think that'd be effective then? No, no. They, they, you, you, you got around about ninety to hundred thousand people. You got to bring bring in to, to yeah. help out and. Yeah. We've got people in the UK who want to do it and want to train for it, and but then it's going to take time, isn't it? You know. So, do you think we're going to see a big change in the labour market? So maybe a HGV driver, for example, is going to be seen as a much higher value job. Maybe as you know, in the pandemic, supermarket workers, key workers like that, maybe had that you know their social value as such. Yeah, I think improved. I've, Do you I've, think we'll see that for lorry drivers? I think their wages will go up uh, yeah. to attract more people and young people, especially, and trying to make it a bit more attractive, uh, the job and appealing. Um, to, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah. So we've got this shortage of HGV drivers. How does then that? How does that then link to the fuel uh, and the gas shortages? How how do they link together? Well, obviously, like the, 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 let's just take the petrol crisis at yeah, the moment. Yeah. That, that's a big one. We all, we're all getting directly affected now, yeah, aren't we? So yeah. That was really, obviously, like two supermarkets saying that we've got, probably potentially got a shortage of fuel at our forecourts, and then it just mushroomed. So really, you've got erratic consumer behaviour, and anybody who studies supply chains knows that um, when you're planning, it's, it's better, you know better to have like fixed and level planning. So if, if you're getting a growth in turnover, it's a, a steady growth. Uh, you know, steady growth in your market. They hate zigzags, so zigzag effects. You know, when you're going up and down a lot, and so so with this is that some of the consumers starting buying and buying and buying, and they knew there was a sh- shortage. It's just taking the petrol out of the system, and they can't get it to the pumps fast enough. Okay, so, so the, the demand is outstripped. It's, it's just classic it, economic, basic economics. Just right. demands outstrip demand. your supply. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, the the is the shortage with the drivers is it to do with the demand or is there actually a shortage of petrol in terms of the source of the petrol and it coming into this country there's no shortage of petrol that the, the plumber's the been getting it to the to the petrol forecourts yeah. that's been the issue and then we've had erratic demand which is because of that uh, and people have panicked and behaved irrationally so irrational consumer behavior is something which I tried to explain. You know, supply chain managers really struggle with that, whoever they are. You know, yeah. Amazon or anybody will struggle with erratic behaviour. We're seeing that, aren't we, with the with the COVID? Yeah. At the beginning yeah. of the COVID, you know, we, 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 so you've got some of these. You know, you think of these supermarkets. They've got really sophisticated algorithms, really highly skilled graduates, and people have gone into those professions, and they they just cannot deal with that kind of massive changes in demand. Just on that, then the government said to people, was it Friday? Don't panic. Do not panic by fuel was that the right thing to do because from where i've seen over the weekend this crisis spiraled and that was only because the media are reporting it more and the government said don't panic by exactly yes yeah yeah and i think there's a kind of psychology coming out of covid where people have felt like lack of uh, you know like lost or they felt like they haven't got much um saying what they're doing do you know what i mean they've been told what to do and sent down a certain behavioral pattern and I think it's a kind of reaction that the people just want to do, you know what I mean, get back control of, the, of their lives a bit more and get back control of what they're doing. So I think, if that makes sense, that's kind of what they've done with the petrol, really. Yeah. Yeah. To try and say someone, with the COVID coming out, and people are very sensitive, a bit nervous, anxious at the moment. Most of us are quite, still got a little bit of anxiety from the, the COVID. Yeah. I think we're just automatically going to, you know, if someone says to you, you know, there's going to be a shortage of bread. Yeah, you just you, you're going to go out. You, you know, you're going to think, <laughs> yeah. right, get, some, get to the supermarket quick, get some bread, you know. So I yeah. think, in normal times, we'd be, 
probably just not ignore it, won't we? I think before yeah. COVID, yeah, I, I think because COVID, we're just listening people all the time. Are, yeah, on edge a bit more. Maybe yeah, I think most people are. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's strange yeah. to see how the pandemic has really had that like long-term impact that probably nobody saw coming yes. at all. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, are we kind of through the worst of it? We've heard that the army are on standby to help bring the fuel to the forecourts. Is that so? Are we sort of getting out, or is this going to be an issue that's just going to keep happening until we? solve the long-term issue of the HGV drivers? Well, it, just just on a petrol thing, I think, yeah, we're probably through the worst of that one because I think as people get full tanks, more and more people are going to get a full tank as they, yeah. as they go along, so ultimately we'll level off, won't it? People feel yeah. a bit more safer when they feel that they've got enough petrol. So we'll, we've probably gone past that point, I'd argue. So, yeah, it will, I think, dissipate slowly. But it won't just dissipate like now, you know, it's going to take maybe a will week Will we see weeks. kind of waves of this? Because I think one thing... I think it was the Transport Secretary was saying yesterday, is that we might see waves because everyone's just filled up their cars or everyone who's panic buying has. Exactly. So then in two or three weeks' time, maybe when those tanks all get empty at the same time, are we going to see another shortage? And just we're going to see waves and troughs like that? Could do. It depends if they, if they can get the... Obviously, the logistics system's not functioning uh, efficiently. So... It depends. Like I said, what they've tried to do is, like you said there, you know, they've tried to say, like, you know, get these visas, get people in, let's get the supply moving. So it's the ability of that supply to get to those forecourts to meet the demand. And if there is a gap, like you've been mentioning, and people start realising again that there's the gap and it's not being filled in, it will just a- accelerate from there, if, if that makes sense. So yeah. we're still, yeah, it, it just, it's all going to depend on the, the ability of that supply chain to deliver that petrol to those yeah. forecourts to meet that demand and, and if, if it's still missing there's still a gap then it will continue but my view is that I think hopefully that that will be covered to a significant extent uh, and, and, and other than that the only other way is, is that maybe then to control your demand to set you know to be get people on the forecourts at the petrol stations and basically restrict the amount of petrol people are getting do you think we can see that we can it see that it started happening at independent petrol stations yeah. already yeah I knew there was someone was yeah. saying they should get the army in and have an army officer and if your tank yeah. is half full then you don't need petrol yeah well I think they were talking about the army I don't know about going on the forecast but that's obviously very problematic but army moving the tankers of petrol that, that, that yeah. is, that's the more realistic that was the, that option. Was the main yeah. the main use I think uh, shall yeah. we move on to gas? Yeah, so yeah, the energy, so this is sort of contributing to this idea of a winter of discontent that we're going to see. <laughs> yeah. What is this? What is a winter of discontent? I lived through the first one before I got 1979. The winter of discontent, yeah. Well, do we live in a dystopian energy crisis? That's that's it, isn't it, really? Yeah. You know? And yeah. Uh, what's that going to mean for us, you know, and, and, and how, we, how we function as human beings? I think... Um, a lot of things have been happening, you know, what, what we spot. Um, for instance, you know, we're, we're trying to transition to a low-carbon economy and, you know, clean air and fuel. And, uh, you know, we got rid of the coal industry, which is massive around this area, as you'll know, you know. Or it was massive around this area. And we, we, what's happened is it's left us vulnerable, really, that transition. We transitioned too quickly, I'd argue. So it's, it's, it's great in theory, but the problem with the renewables is because the supply is very turbulent, very volatile... So the wind hasn't blown <laughs> this much in the North Sea <laughs> yeah. this summer. And we're down about 9 I think we're 9%, sorry, 7% of what we was in 2020 in terms of wind power elect- you know, generation. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it, that yeah. literally the wind blowing is what decides how much you pay on your energy bill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we don't... 
since we got since the nineteen eighties and when we got rid rid of a lot of the coal mines, we don't store a lot of um, gas in the UK anymore. Do you know what I mean? So we've cut yeah. back the, the coal blaze plants. Reserves. We've cut back nuclear. We've got less the lowest reserves in Europe. Uh, okay. so, so, so it's kind of like you've got a kind of like weird dichotomy going on if you think about it. You've got like um, this sustainability agenda, which is obviously very not profit. It's kind of like you know look after people, the environment, the, pal uh, the planet. At one side of the equation, and then the other side, you're, you're operating in this massive spot market, which is the most capitalist market you'll ever find in your life, where you yeah. are bidding against other countries to buy gas from Russia, Norway, and France. <laughs> and then you're competing against China yeah, and the Far yeah. East. So can you, it's kind of like you're balancing these two massive contradictions. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> is this a unique British problem then? Because I know the lorry driver shortage, people say it's been made worse by Brexit, but ultimately, that is a European-wide problem, yes, just not to as great an extent. It is, yes. Is this gas shortage due to the unique kind of Brit British system and not having the re those reserves, or is it something else? It's a mixture. Of th I think w we are vulnerable, more vulnerable than some other countries, but um, like you said, yeah, it is evident in other countries as well as ours. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's not just gas, so this is what I find really interesting about this story. I, I'm just going to say that I, I did some calculations for you, and yeah. I worked out that... Because you mentioned about the students, that yeah. gas prices are going to go up between 12 and 22% right. in October. Wow. So that's going right. to be quite a noticeable yeah, chunk for students on the That's a big... Yeah. And remember, students, students especially spend a lot of their... Quite a bit of their money is spent on basic essentials. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, as you'll know, your rent. Your student yeah, rent. That's the thing is on Yeah, so it's going to affect students more than it probably will the average person in the street. So is this something students need to be planning for? Do yeah. we need to be thinking by the end of the month to have a bit extra there to pay for these bills. Yeah. Well, I think astute students would have, would have been operating like this idea of like trying to find the best provider of energy. So yeah. every year they'll have been adjusting from one to the other to get the best deal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Switching. Yeah. But because a number of them have gone uh, bust, because the, the, price, the cost of gas has gone up, but they've been capped right, on the okay. price they can sell. So obviously simple economics means that they, they, they collapse, you yeah. know, they, they, they go out of business. So what happens is that then they'll, they'll put you onto another supplier but you've got to play the new tariff so you're not you don't take your tariff with you yeah and unless you've been fixed on a tariff say set last year yeah. a fixed tariff you're gonna pay the higher, I was gonna higher, ask you about higher, this. higher price so you're gonna have less choice your prices are gonna go up yeah uh, and we're, especially students will suffer i'd argue as much as anybody in the yeah. street to yeah, be honest yeah, i'm definitely. on a fixed rate bills i know that so i pay weekly i pay a set amount however much energy i use yeah will this affect me then because that I won't renew that again until next July or whenever I move up. No, house. you'll be okay. You'll so be okay until next the July. Yeah. Company doesn't go bust. I'll exactly. be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. If yeah. it's gone out of business, then you'll have to go. To, they'll put you onto another one. And then I'll and have then to you'll pay their pay prices. Yeah. 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 So, is there anything students can do now by contacting their energy provider? Is that going to make a difference? Are they going to be able to get onto a fixed tariff rate or anything like that? Is there anything they can do to limit the cost of these bills? I think yeah, that, that, that there may be opportunities to try and do that, but my gut feeling is that it's too late. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. You, you, you're gonna you're gonna have to you, you will you'll be giving the extra cost onto you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything the government can do about this? And are we heading for kind of a, a more general cost of living crisis? If you well, they have the they have the governments have these hardship funds, don't they, for energy? Yeah. You know, yeah. So it depends if you qualify for one of those kind of hardship grants yeah. or support and subsidy. Do you, you think you could have, you could subsidising like energy bills or you know bailing out energy companies? No, no, not energy companies. No, 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 no. And 
is this going to lead to a more general cost of living crisis? So if your your energy bill is going up, you've got to get to work, but you're putting more pe- well petrol's costing more to put in your tank. Yeah. Is that going to lead to a harder winter for a lot of people? Do you think? I think this winter will be harder. Yeah. But remember the zigzag effect. It's not going to be like in a straight line, cost going up. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to have yeah. zigzag effects because once the renewables kick in and other sources... It's hard to plan for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it will be a straight line. I can't say to you, it's a straight line. We're going to go up, up, up in costs. It'll yeah. go like zigzag. I think for a renewable future, it's going to be more expensive for young people. You know what I mean? When yeah. they when you know, living, costs will go up. Yeah. If you want that renewable future, it's going to cost us. Yeah, no, I feel my, like that's yeah, sort of a yeah. side of maybe sustainability. Obviously, this is what we want to see. We want them to yes, be more sustainable. Yeah. But maybe people don't mention as much how it is going to be more expensive especially for our generation going yeah. into the world that will yeah. be more sustainable yeah, the yeah. costs are going to go up when i was um, when i was uh, you know back in the 70s um a st- uh, not a student a, a, a school kid they used to tell us that you know the energy would be free basically because a nuclear <laughs> that nuclear would yeah. have a nuclear future of free zero priced energy yeah. <laughs> but then it's that exact opposite has happened you know occurred, so. a lot of people right, say yeah. that though still yeah. not not about energy being free but nuclear is the way forward yeah. Is that true? Is it more reli- well? Obviously, it's more reliable, but are think, the dangers worth? Yeah, um, I think that's it. That's it. The, like you said the risks of it out there, and what we've seen in the past, and the dangers of it. If one of those things goes wrong, it's, it's catastrophic. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. It's hard, hard to. It's an impossible question, isn't it? <laughs> that's yeah. what we're learning here. Yeah. I, think, I think energy is. Um, like we said, you know, we, you need to balance your domestic supply of energy and your storage with this kind of spot market effect and your renewables, you know, it's got to be trying to have a balance of it. But to rely on the spot market, which they have done since uh, recently, well, since 2010, etc., is dangerous. So yeah. more backups needed? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah more, 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 more sensible energy policy and storage within, within the UK. Yeah. Just one final impact of all of this, and one that perhaps people like me, who knew nothing about all of this until a couple of weeks ago, didn't see, is the byproducts. So there's because because of the energy crisis, there's also been a CO two shortage. Is that right? Yes. Well, yeah, the CO two shortage is mainly because of the price of gas increasing four hundred percent in the last twelve months. So if it's going up four hundred percent, you obviously not you're going to use less gas to try and keep your business going, aren't you? If you can, yeah. so they're producing less because of the increased cost of gas. CO two is a byproduct product exactly. of them using that gas. But then we use CO two all over, don't we? You know, yeah. refrigeration. So it's and well, po- it, poultry industry is a good one where they're really in tr- quite trouble. You know. Do you think we could see it problems at Christmas? Because yeah, like you say, CO two is used for preserving meat. I mean, it's used to in beer, isn't it? There's all sorts of products that need, yeah. we need CO two for. There'll be shortages at Christmas. There will? I think so, yeah. yeah. That is yeah. Yeah. big news. Yeah, shortages so, do you definitely. think it's going to get to the point that people are going to be hungry or not going to be able to buy food? Will the government step in? What's well, I think, I think we're about to still... I think what will happen is we'll still be able to get things, but we'll have less variety. Okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So we'll yeah. have less choice, but it'll still be there. You'll still be able to get beer, yeah. but it won't be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the same amount of choice and be able to consume as much, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, so it will be more rationed, if you want to call it. Is but, this a problem for this winter, then, or is this a problem we're going to see just going forward? Is this just sort of the way it's going to be now? I think you mentioned right at the beginning, didn't you, about this kind of storm, perfect storm at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. So I think this is a, it could be quite unique, but we might see similar things in the future. I don't think it'll be consistent, though. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I don't think every year yeah. is going to be like this year. Smaller, yeah. smaller problems, less yeah. frequently. Yes, that's, yeah. that's how yeah. I see it as, you know. So, that's a nice positive note to end on. Yeah, <laughs> it's not all bad. I mean, it's no, not no, as bleak no. as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah, yeah. Right. So a few, few bad months and then hopefully it'll yeah. be... I think so. Good luck, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Latest. Thank you to Gary for coming on and chatting to us. Uh, It was so interesting. Make sure you follow on Spotify, follow our Instagram, uh, and then you can hear when our next podcast is coming out. Yeah, we'll be back very soon with another episode of The Latest.